All right. Welcome, everybody, to our union team leadership call. We are at uh, March 20th. We are just a couple days away, Mr. Hudgens and Mr. Diebold from our cruise. Looking forward to that. Um, I'm actually in the Florida area already. I arrived today. I'm uh, going to spend a couple of fun days with some coaches at Disney. Jason's going to catch up with me tomorrow there, right, Jason? Amen. So going to have a couple of days here with the mouse before we uh, head over and meet Robert and everybody else on the big, beautiful Liberty of the Seas. You ready to go, Robert? Uh, I haven't even packed my first thing, so that would be a big no right now. But uh, I always wait till the last minute anyway when it comes to packing. Yeah, it sounds like Jason too. So I do my best work. Oh. Then that means I don't take enough. I don't take enough stuff. <laughs> so we're gonna have a great call tonight, guys. We're gonna, um, as you just heard, we have 15 star diamond and founding coach, part of the Millionaire Club, and so many accolades, and someone I've always looked up to. Um, good friend of Tony Horton, just a great, great guy. Robert Hudgens talking tonight. Um, Jason, you uh, you know Robert pretty well too, right? Yeah, man, Robert's just always been a real great guy. I remember when we first started this business, like, he came out to Dallas the first couple of times. You know, we'd meet up, we'd, we'd go out for a dinner and lunch, and just always been a big inspiration and, you know, helpful across lines, and that's one of the best things you can say about the guy. Absolutely, absolutely. But we're going to talk to Robert in just a minute. Uh, just a couple of housekeeping items, guys, just everything obviously going on right now with the cruise in a few days for those of you that are going on that, um, get ready, can have a good time. But make sure you guys are, you know, setting in charges with your teams. Make sure you're making um, your team aware that things don't stop because you're on that ship. Um, you know, we are obviously, as leaders and people are going, going to enjoy that. I know a lot of people will be unplugging. Some of them will be staying plugged in. But the reality of it is is we got to make sure that our teams, our coaches, and some of you who may not be going on the cruise, man, continue the uh, the mission here to help people get healthy and fit. A lot of good things going on. we got the Combat and the Less Mills Pump uh, Challenge Pack still on sale this month. The Reset is still on sale at a great, great deal. So for those people looking to um, do the Ultimate Reset before summer, here's your time right now. You know, I think a lot of us probably will need the ultimate reset right after the cruise, but, you know, that's, that's out there for you guys. And just want to congratulate all the teams that, that kicked butt in the Team Beachbody Cup. I know we had several um, top 50 showings and a few of them in the top 25, so congratulations to all those teams. You guys uh, really, really pulled off the stops on that. Uh, any other major announcements, Jason, that you can think of before we get going here? I mean, I'm all just about cruise preparation at this point. You know, busy uh, last week keeping everything in order and looking at some stuff. I actually want to ask uh, um, Robert about too. Just ready for celebrations. Absolutely, absolutely. And guys, just a reminder: remember that we will not have a team call next week because we will be gone. But I am going to strongly encourage those of you who will not be on the ship and want to plug in to still use that time, Thursday, 9.30, for your personal development team call. Go in to either our iTunes channel and pick one of the calls from the last few years and listen to it that you haven't listened to yet. Or if you, um, you know, don't do iTunes, remember we put them all up on the Internet as well. 
uh, teamleadershipcalls.com. We got over four years worth of calls in there, and I know I got I, I still get a lot of messages from our own team as well as crossline teams. Um, really thanking us for putting those calls up there. They're all universal great information. So remember, guys, you got two ways to plug in: teamleadershipcalls.com and our iTunes channel under Fit Union. So guys, let's uh, let's get into it. We have a a really great speaker tonight. Um, as I mentioned, 15 star diamond, uh, superstar diamond, founding coach, part of the Millionaires Club, just a great all around guy. Um, and been something that someone that I've looked up to since I became a coach. And March 29th, it's been a few days here, it's been my five year anniversary. It's kind of crazy. I think it's been five years, Jason, since you brought uh, me into this part. It's coming up. And Robert is one of the people, along with Jason, I've looked up to for quite some time. So, Jason, uh, anything else to say? We're going to get Robert going here. Well, I think one of the things that always amazes me um, about Beachbody in particular is, you know, Robert was um, worked at a fire, fireman and a, a paramedics. But when this, this business started, you know, he took his fitness to a new level and you know, he's been in some of the DVDs because of that. And then when the business got going, you know, he was one of the first ones to get to Diamond and Two Star and, you know, keep the ranks. Because all the founders start off as Diamond, but a lot of them fell out as their honorary Diamonds. And then going on uh, further and further, when we came to events, Robert's always been one of the leaders at hosting events. When it came later to speaking, you know, Robert's always one of the guys that will get up and, you know, never hesitates and is very eloquent when it comes to speaking. So I'm amazed that the personal growth out of all the coaches that have come just, you know, from sharing these common workouts together. But he continues to be a success in every part of his life, his family, his church, his business, and his fitness. So really a good guy to have on the call tonight. Uh, everybody get your notepads ready and just listen up. So, Robert, you know, we, we, we traded some notes. And one of the big things that I, that I would really love for, you know, us to do some Q&A with you on and, and feel you feel free to discuss is just, you know, a little bit about the, your your journey here with Beachbody, but really more importantly, what has kept you, um, you know, engaged in the business? You obviously are, are one of the big leaders in this business, and, you know, what goes into building a 15-star, you know, diamond business? How do you keep your team motivated? You know, those are the things that I think our, our callers really want to hear. I know that our event page is quite chatty with, with people asking, you know, some of those questions. So, Robert, sure. I'm going to turn it over to you, and maybe you can give us an introduction, and we'll do some Q&A after. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. And just so I know, and, and, and by the way, guys, thanks thanks so much for the for the kind words. And, I mean, I, mean, I can't tell you how much that, uh, that means to me personally. Um, as I blush and actually kind of tear up here thinking about it, thinking about the history that we've come through, Jason and Jeff, and, and, and just, you know, remembering the, the old days. And it kind of, I remember sitting in, of all places, Jason, Twin Peaks, and having a beer. I wasn't going to say that. I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Twin Peaks in Louisville, and I remember that little Mexican restaurant up in, uh, like, Hickory Creek or Corinthian oh, yeah, or wow. something like that. and. Uh, where we had dinner that night too, but just uh, just talking about those those times and just reminiscing. But uh, but it, it, it's been a long time, and I appreciate those uh, those words because coming from from somebody like your yourself who is an absolute 
uh, genius when it comes to this business and what you've been able to do, as well as the leadership, of course, that, that you have uh, yourself, Jeff. And I mean, you don't get the CEO, CEO award for nothing, my friend, and you don't get put on the cab for nothing. So, I mean, the, the leadership that you have and the direction that you're taking this company and what you've done and your heart and soul for it and your heart and soul for helping others, um, you know, just inspires me greatly. And uh, I just want you guys to know how excited and 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 uh, thankful I am for being able to talk on the call. But uh, real quick, how much how much time do I have? Um, just so I know. So so our calls normally go somewhere in the vicinity of you know an hour, Robert. But obviously oh. you know, we can go as long as you want to talk. We usually twenty thirty minutes, and we take some questions if you're cool with that. But we can go less. I'm um, you cool want to say your heart. That'll be good because I can you know you guys know me. I can talk. So uh, but I'll. Uh, I'll tailor. I'll follow an outline, just I, I usually, just so I have you know have that because if I don't, I'll, I'll get way off track. But uh, just real quickly sharing the story for those folks who never heard heard of me, which you know there's a lot of people that haven't. We have so many new people within Team Beachbody. Yeah. Um, you know, again, my name is Robert Hudgens. I live in the Dallas uh, Fort Worth area, actually closer to Fort Worth, in a little small town called Argyle. Uh, married to the love of my life for almost 17 years now, and I have two awesome, incredible uh, children, um, two boys. So uh, God knew I couldn't handle girls, so he gave me boys. Um, but anyway, and, and you know what? It's we, we have a great life. You know, I was talking with a buddy of mine today. Uh, he's actually my financial advisor, but he's, he's a really good friend of mine. And um, he was like going, you know, people used to say, uh, you know, oh, I'd love to have the life of Peschel. And after he's talking to me, he goes, I don't know. I think I think it'd be nice to have the life of, of Hudgens and and uh, you know because I just left ha- getting a massage. I know that's not bad, but it's payday. I feel good about getting a massage on payday. But anyway, um, so in saying that, um, it wasn't always like that. Like Jason said a little bit earlier, I was a firefighter and I was a paramedic. And man, I you know we we moved from the Dallas area up to a small town up in northeast Iowa, and they were all volunteer firefighters up in that area. And so I took a job as a paramedic and I don't know how much or if any of you know paramedics EMTs whatever uh, but just let me tell you it's a it's a it's a job for glory it's not a job for money because you know the, a, a paramedic is basically a a, a a nurse or a doctor in the back of an of, of a moving vehicle that can either save you or kill you depending on which side of the bed they they woke up on, and they do it typically for less than $14 an hour. And I was making $13.86, and I can tell you that there was a lot of months left at the end of our money. And my wife and I, I mean, we were, when, when I say broke, we were broke with capital B-R-O-K-E. I mean, it was it was pretty bad at that time. You know, our, our marriage was, was on the rocks. You know, I had that. Two, two boys that were growing up, one that had, had uh, some medical bills that had piled up for surgeries and, and whatnot. And, I mean, they were collectors calling and getting those, those mean little letters in the mail that I'd all, I always worried about. And, and that was our life. But uh, you know what? It was, just, it was just at one of those points, and, and it was never fun. And uh, I actually had to ask my father-in-law, which is, you know, hopefully you men out there can, you know, can relate to hopefully you never have to do this, but – I sat across the, the lunch table from my father-in-law one day. I can remember it was November 6th, and, um, you know, I had to ask him for a loan. I had to tell him point blank that I couldn't support his daughter and, and do what I promised 
in front of him and the rest of our friends at our, at our wedding uh, would be able to take care of his daughter. I couldn't do it, so I'd ask for a loan. And that's probably the lowest point of my life, but it was a turning point as well. It showed me and let me know that I never want to be at that position again. But how I, you know, got into Beachbody, I was, a, I was one of the early people to do P90X. I was a success story with that. I, you know, I lost you know, about 25 pounds. I lost 17% body fat, lost about 8%. Eight, eight inches off my waist, but always tell people it wasn't about what I lost. It was more about what I gained. Uh, you know, I gained self-confidence. I mean, I, I felt good about finally taking off my shirt in public again, you know, when I was out at the pool. Never liked to do that. I was that guy with the white T-shirt on, um, which you could still see everything with the white T-shirt when it's wet, right? So what, what good does a T-shirt do? Uh, but anyway, but I finally felt good. But most importantly is I knew that if I, if I committed to something, followed a system, and a program that I could achieve some pretty amazing things. And so when I met Carl Deichler and I told him at the time, I said, hey, listen, I'm, I'd love to work for Beachbody somehow, some way. I'd clean out your trash cans if I have to, but I'd love to work for Beachbody. And he said, you know what? I, I've had my eye on you, and I've got something up my sleeve. I'll give you a holler in a couple of, um, in a couple of months. And, and uh, he stuck to his word. He called me two months later and said, I'd like for you and Melissa to come out and check out this thing we're looking about lunch and we're looking to do with, with Beachbody. And uh, that was the founders meeting, and that's how we were introduced to the coaching opportunity. Now, listen, when we first got into this, we didn't know what network marketing was. We didn't know how to build a business like this. I didn't know how to spell MLM. You know, so I didn't, I didn't know anything. All I knew is I believed. I believed in the product. I believed what they could do for people. I believed in John, uh, in Carl, and I believed in John Congdon, and I believed in, in, in their mission. And so I was like, you know what? Heck yeah, I'm in. If anything, let me get 25% off my recovery drink and vitamins. And, uh, if, I, and, and if we can make some money to, uh, to help pay for our stuff, that's going to really help us out. But, you know, so, so that's how we got started. But really where the tipping point um, for, for everything was is, you know, I got I got taken aside at a at an event, our first event we had here in Dallas. And the vice president of the company at the time came up to me and he says, and, and uh, he says, you know, you and Melissa are are leaders in this, which I never saw myself as a leader, because you're leaders in this company and you need to take ownership of it. And that's when I started doing personal development, and that's when I started to really work in developing leadership skills and getting up in front of people and taking ownership and whatnot. But that's also where I started learning the five keys to leadership. And if you don't mind, if, if, if you know, I'd like to take a few minutes and, and share those five keys to leadership, guys, if that's okay. Um, but please do, Robert. Awesome. So, so basically, to me, everybody on your team and everybody on this call, guys. Number one, you're staying up late. I mean, it's 9:47 on the East Coast, 8:47 here in Texas. It's late here. You guys are are. Number one, you already have some sort of leadership DNA within you to do this. You want something more. The people that don't, don't care are the people that are watching. I'm sorry, I, I love basketball just as much as anybody, and I saw that Sparty one guy, so I know you're already in a good mood. But, um, very, but very good mood. Exactly. So, so they're, they're at home watching TV or they're watching Real Housewives or they, they're already asleep, and, and, and whatever. But, but leaders go that extra step. 
and that's what you guys are doing. Is you you have you know you have that hunger, that desire to build something special. And the definition of a leader here, guys, is a winning combination of personal traits and the ability to think and act as a leader. So basically a person who directs the activities of others for the good of all. And that's what you want to build yourself into. That's what, that's what Jeffrey and that's what Jason, that's what they have done is they are directing the activity of everything that you guys for the betterment of all of you guys. And that's what the leaders within Team Beachbody do. Is it's not about my team or Jason's team or Jeff's team or whoever's team because we're all part of Team Beachbody. And we try to help and direct the activities of all of us so that we can all succeed. So, you know, when you start to think about, think about what some, maybe some of your leadership qualities are. But here are some, here are some keys to leadership. There's a leader plans. A leader plans. And, and that goes beyond just taking out your day time or writing a couple things in there. I mean, the core of leadership is actually being proactive more than reactive. That's why I have notes for calls. That's why I have an outline and things to go through whenever, whenever I, I do this, whenever I run my own calls, because if I don't, I'll get off track. But the core leadership is being proactive rather than reactive. You're always going to want to be two steps ahead. And good leaders analyze and plan and adapt their plans to new circumstances and opportunities. So you want to make sure that as you're going through your day, plan your day. Don't let your day run you. You Know what you're doing. Know what time you're going to get up. Know what time you're going to work out. Know what time that you're going to do your invites. Know what time you're going to be doing your leadership. I mean, excuse me, your, your personal development. Sorry about that. Uh, know what time you're going to eat. Know what time you're going to spend with your family. Know the time that you're going to have to go and do your work, your day, your, your day job or whatever you do. Then know what time you go to bed. But make sure that you plan all that out. And make sure, again, let me back up and tell you, put that space in there, leaders. Put that space in there for family time. And I'll hit on, maybe I'll hit on this in a little bit, but you want to make sure that you, that you do have that because you never want your family resenting your dream of building this, and they will. They will. I know firsthand that your family can resent and will resent your plans if you don't include them in them. So a leader plan, that's extremely important. Number two, a leader has a vision. A leader has a vision. And vision is essential in good leadership because vision provides direction and you know this as well as I do without direction there's no point in planning it's like it's like all that's going on this cruise or, or you know uh, what if we didn't know we were going to cruise what if we didn't know we had to meet in Fort Lauderdale on, on Sunday and leave on Monday what if we didn't know anything about that but we just showed up to the airport and said I'm ready to go and they go well sir where would you like to go I don't know but I'll, I, I'm ready there's no point in planning a vacation if you don't know where you want to go on vacation or if you don't have a vision of what type of vacation you want to go on. Same thing rings true with this business. But let me share, share with you something about vision. You must, you must create that vision statement. You must put that on paper because it embodies your dreams and your passions, and it will also serve 
as a leadership vision for you. And when you share that with your team, when you share your vision with your team, it will inspire them greatly. It will inspire them greatly. So what you have to do, ladies and gentlemen, is you have to put your vision down. Write it out as if you could touch it, feel it, taste it, smell it. You want it on there. It's important that you have that vision because if not, you're just a wandering generality. And I know each and every one of you would much rather be heat sinking missiles and not wandering generalities. So a leader has vision. Number three, a leader shares his or her vision, just like I said a while ago. Because sharing your vision helps your vision grow and your leadership develop. Think about that. When you go to share your vision with your team and others, that's going to help your vision grow because it's more than just you who knows about it now. It's like when you share your goals with others, when you have a challenge group or an accountability group. You know, how, how much more does that hold you to what your goals are when they know that, when they know what you want to do? The same thing goes with your vision. When you share your vision with your team, it becomes their vision too, and it grows. But also, your team's going to look at you, and they're going to go, I see the vision that he or she has. I know what they want, and it includes me. It allows me to grab my paddle and start rowing in the same direction. And they're going to look at you going, since he or she knows what they, where they want to go and which way they want to row, they must be my leader. So it helps your leadership develop. And also, because you've shared your vision, you have some skin in the game, ladies and gentlemen. You kind of put your butt on the line a little bit. And you're going to answer to them, and, you're going to be, and you will drive harder to gain that vision and to achieve that vision that you have at that time because other people know about it. And you will also, here's the cool thing, in doing that, you will strengthen your own belief in your vision and strengthen your determination to make leadership vision become a reality because they will see you going places, and that makes you feel more like a leader. And then other people will start to recognize that you're a person, a person with leadership potential. But also one of the things I, I, I want to share with you that you have got to do with your folks, especially brand-new coaches, but this goes with anybody, quite frankly, is make sure, make sure that, that you help to share your vision in others. But as you do that, make sure you share your belief in them as well. And that you both, and your belief in what they're doing, and that they can be leaders, that they can grow, that they can be successful. Basically, let them borrow your belief until they have the belief of their own. Let them borrow your belief. So anyway, I just wanted to, that kind of got off at a tangent. I want to make sure, but I'll get back on it. But number, number three, like I said, you want to share your vision. Number four, a leader takes charge. A leader takes charge. Own it. You need to own it. It's not your upline. 
cross line, down line, side line. It's not theirs. It's you, and you need to own it. Guys, the number one constraint to growth in any organization is the leader, period, every time, no exceptions. So that means you. You need to take charge. You need to own it. And your personal leadership ability is the major limit to what you can achieve. So take ownership of this thing. Figure it out. Do it. And, and, and here's the thing. Here's one of the things, and I'm, and I'm, sure, I'm sure Jason and Jeffrey can, can definitely vouch, you know, they could, they could probably shake in their heads when I say this. It drives me absolutely crazy when somebody says, well, I, you know what, I'm not getting any support from the upline. I don't see any new coaches being placed underneath me. That makes me angry. Do you know what that tells me right there? That tells me if that person doesn't want to own it themselves or do anything for themselves. Now, one of the beautiful things about our binary plan, one of the beautiful things about network marketing is that you have the benefit to benefit off the people who are placed underneath you. But I can tell you out of over 20,000 people I have in my, in my organization, less than 10 were placed there by my upline. Less than 10 were placed there by my upline. I didn't rely on them. I took ownership. I knew, hey, if this thing's going to work, it's up to me and my leaders and getting other leaders and growing other leaders, getting them to own it too. So, uh, again, this is, your, this is your business. This is your business. Unless you want to start paying your upline for the growth that you experience, you take ownership of it yourself. It's not their responsibility. Okay? And at this stage of leadership, you, can, you put together your planning and you put together your leadership vision and you take action. It doesn't matter how much personal development, which I'll talk about here in just a minute, it doesn't matter how much personal development that you do, it doesn't matter how much reading, how much, you know, uh, Jim Rome, Zig Ziglar, Darren Hardy, Anthony Robbins. It doesn't matter any of that stuff that you, that you go and listen to or go to their, con, you know, conventions or seminars. I've seen so many people at so many stinking seminars, and they keep going to seminar after seminar after seminar, but they still don't do squat when they're done. You've got to take action. And whether it's implementing a specific plan to improve your your team and your business's bottom line or responding to a crisis, as a leader, you are the one who makes the decision and sees that the appropriate actions are taken out. You're the one that owns it. You can't just talk a good game when it comes to being a leader. You need to act and be seen as taking effective actions for the, for the good of your whole team. It, sometimes it's not fun being a leader. If you are running a, if you are a leader, and you are running a successful business, sooner or later you'll have to have the unpleasant conversation with one of your coaches and tell them that they need to get lost. Am I right, Jeff and Jason, or am I right? But, I mean, you're going to have to have one of those conversations, and it's not fun, but you own your business. And for the betterment of the whole team. For sure. But, yeah. But but anyway, sorry, I kind of got my blood going there for a little bit. But, but you've got to take you got to take ownership of that because you know what if you don't nobody else will be there will do it and nobody else will be there to lead your team 
So that's number four. Number five is a leader inspires through example. You must lead by example. How many times have we heard that? We've heard that ad nauseum, and I know it's just so true. Because just think about this. Bosses tell you what to do, and everybody hates a boss. Managers try to incentivize you to do it. Managers are weenies. They really are because they try to give you the carrot and all that other stuff. But leaders lead by example. It is the most basic principle yet, and frankly, it's the most violated principle out there. And a boss and a manager want to prod you from behind, but a leader pulls from up front. Leaders set the pace. You've always heard the speed of the leaders, the speed of the pack. The leaders set the pace. So you need to be the one that's on those lists, that your team sees your name on the success club list every month, that your team sees your name on the new emeralds, new rubies, new diamonds, new star diamonds list every month. They need to see you age, age. As much and as uncomfortable as it can be to be on stage, I know I've been on the stage. Now I'd much rather not be on the stage. But your team needs to see you on stage, just like my team needs to see me on stage at Summit. Your team needs to see you on that boat. Your team needs to see you in Mexico next year. And I'm sorry, they do. Because that's their vision, too. And if you're enjoying and you're doing those things, they're looking at you as their leader. And people want to follow a leader. And you are setting the pace by getting and going to those things. So you will need to lead by example. And that's in your personal growth. That's in reading as much as you possibly can. Read every book that you can get your hands on. And I don't mean Fifty Shades of Gray. You know, I, you know, I, I pull that, pull out Brian Tracy, pull out Jim Rohn, uh, Zig Ziglar, uh, anybody. I'm sure Jeffrey, Jeff, and Jay can give you a whole list of books that you should be reading. And I mean, if you're not going to read anything, Fifty Shades is still okay, right? Uh, well, you know, unless it makes me money, unless you're making money for reading it, I don't know. Uh, but I don't know, man. Uh, I, I'm the type of person that I can't read for enjoyment. I can't read. I really can't. I can't read two books at one time. I got made fun at Summit last year from Carl from stage saying, sorry, Hutchins, I can't read more than one book at one time. I can't. <laughs> so, I, I, so uh, other, I mean, I, other than yeah, other than my Bible, I, I can't. Uh, that's the only thing I read. But that's personal development for me, too. But uh, I can't read anything else just for pure enjoyment. So, I mean, that's – but, you know, it's because I'm, I'm just not at that point in my life when I'm sitting in Tahiti on my on my private island. Maybe I'll read for enjoyment then. But um, <laughs> but until then, no, I'm not, I'm not done yet, and I'm not good enough yet. So, but personal growth, you know, go to – again, spend some money. You need to spend money to make money. So spend money and, and – and, you know, get some audio, buy some books, uh, go to seminars, go learn from success coaches. The more money you make, the more money you need to spend. 
but also not only is personal growth important, but your leadership is defined through your actions. So therefore, developing your own leadership skills, you have to act in ways that are fitting to your leadership vision and yourself at all times. No matter where you are or what you do, eyeballs are always on you. Eyeballs are always on you. And, you know, you see it in politics, you see it in sports, but the higher, the higher you get an organization, the more money you make, the bigger you get, the bigger microscope you're under. So just make sure that you, that, that you carry yourself as a leader in a way that you want your people to reflect, that you want it to reflect in their eyes. And then also, you want to take a conscious commitment, consistent effort to develop your leadership skills. But at the same time, you want to help develop the leadership skills of your team. And that's critical to your business success. Don't keep all your people just surrounded and you be the, and you be the head honcho and all you want is a bunch of little Indians so that you can be the big chief. You need to create chiefs on your team too. The more chiefs that you can have, the more leaders that you can develop, the more that this business grows away from you and the faster it grows. And that's what we all want too. We all want to be able to go and spend a week on a ship and not worry about the world collapsing or our team collapsing. That's why you want to develop leaders on your team too. So those are the those are the five five keys to leadership there. And one of the things that I just want to I just want to you know wrap up with here and, and say that I think is imperative and and I know uh, Seth had mentioned this earlier. How how do I keep the team connected, committed, and and continuing on? Is is giving them ownership, making them giving them ownership of the team, making them own it themselves, and and pushing them to do so. Uh, that's how we keep them engaged. Um, and, and you're going to have some people that are going to drive you nuts because you know you'll have you know, 20,000, 30,000 people on your team, and you may only get 75 people on a call or something like that, and you're going, how does this happen? Why is this this way? It's just the way it is. Uh, if I know 75 people that are on that call are the ones who really want to own this thing. And frankly, it doesn't take that many people to make a team huge. And it doesn't, and, and to, you know, have a, a bunch of great leaders on your team. And, and so... Um, I just want to give them ownership and, and continue to push them, but also recognize them. I also want to make sure that, that we're always recognizing people. We're recognizing people for success club. We're recognizing people for uh, the amount of volume that they do. But we always want to continue to recognize them because uh, Mary Kay Ash from Mary Kay once said this, and it's kind of funny when you think about this little old lady uh, saying this. She goes, one thing that's more powerful than sex, sex and money is, praise and recognition. And so, I mean, if you want to continue to keep your team engaged, recognize the heck out of them. Recognize people when you're brand new for bringing on one or two coaches a week. Recognize people for becoming an emerald. You know, recognize people for becoming rubies and diamonds. Recognize people for volume that they do. Recognize people for success club, but just recognize and say their name in front of a group of people, whether it be on a phone call or at an event. That's a big deal. 
it's cool when you when you say emerald stand up and people get to stand up. It's cool when you say diamond stand up and people stand up. That's cool for them. Because there's a lot of times when people don't get to hear their names. And that's our favorite word in the in the English language or whatever language you're speak, speaking is your own name. And so just make sure you're doing that. Because people want to feel valued. So that's how that's how we continue to do that. Continue to push. Continue to get the eagles to spread their wings, and um, and let them fly out of our nest and and uh, and grow and go. And that's what makes this all fun, man. So hey, I know that went a little long, and I apologize, but I, I hope that helped to to shed light and, and answer some questions and provide a little insight as to what makes our, makes us tick a little bit. Absolutely. So, so Robert, one of the things that, that that I wanted to ask, and it's something that you know I speak with a lot about my my you know my team too, and the and the tools that that Beachbody has put together for us, you know, from the Coach Basics camps to the Coach Training Academy to the team pages. Tell me a little bit about you know when you became a founding coach at the start, the tools that Carl and Beachbody had versus the tools that these coaches have coming in today. Um, I, I know the answer to this, but I, I would just love to hear your perspective on, on, you know, how a new coach today came comes into the business versus when you first, you know, were bringing new people in. How how far have we come? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Let me tell you, back when we first started, January first, two thousand and seven, guys. You know what? There was no such thing. And we well, first of all. We didn't even have websites until until the end of March 2007. We didn't have websites. Therefore, with that, we didn't we didn't get paid. We didn't make any money until the first week of April. We could sign people up, but they basically had to go through and and do like a hard hard application, send fax that in to corporate, and they got put in put on our teams. But but really, you couldn't you couldn't do anything. You couldn't sell any products, whatever. There's no such thing as Shakeology. People couldn't spell P90X, let alone really know what it was. It, the the uh, uh, infomercial had just basically come out, and it, it gained success, but but it wasn't anything what it became. There was no neat little back office. If you look at the previous back office, that's what we had. But even that was kind of helter-skelter for a long time. Yes, we got customers from the company, but 90% of them, if not probably 99% of them, you couldn't contact because you didn't have contact information. Um, we did not have videos to talk about our products. We didn't have videos that talked about the Team Beachbody opportunity. We didn't have anything for challenge groups. We didn't have anything like a system like we have now. All that you learned about becoming a coach, about any of our products, was what came out of our mouths. And boy, did we talk too much. I probably, I can tell you that I talked more people out of becoming a coach than I ever talked into becoming a coach because I talked too much. So, yeah, guys, I can tell you this without a sh- with, with the utmost confidence, without any shadow of a doubt that the coaches coming on now with the opportunity and the tools that we have now have a greater opportunity to make real money 
and to make as much money as myself or Jason and Jeff is quicker than we ever did. This the the system, you know, Carl Carl put out a, a Facebook post a little bit earlier today, and it talked about you know people spending a lot of money on uh, to try to figure out other people's systems for uh, growing this business. And and one of the things, I mean, it was just it was just really cool because basically, you know, the system is this: the three vital behaviors: invite, 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 invite people to a challenge group be proof that the products work, and do personal development. <clears throat> Period. End of story. There's your system. Use challenge group. There's your system. But, you know, we've got that now. And you see people come into this business that are shooting to the top right away. Look at Lindsay Matley. Look at, uh, you know, um, uh, Melanie Mitro. Look at all these people that were nowhere to be seen five years ago, six years ago. But they came in because our system works, because the opportunity is here, because the tools are there, because the products are stinking amazing. And, and you know what? They're taking advantage of it. They're using it. And guess what, guys? It's the same stuff that you have, too. We all have the same comp plan. We all represent the same products. We all have the same tools. It's just whether you choose to use them and how you use them and how much you use them is what determines your level of success. So, yeah, a lot different now, a lot better now than it ever was when we first got started. And, you know, I, I bring that up just because of what you said right there at the end, Robert. I mean, the the, the coaches that we have listening to this call, and I like, I like the way you put it, cross-line, up-line, side-line, you guys have incredible opportunity. All you have to do, and Robert hit my point exactly, is, is plug into those three vital behaviors. And within those three vital behaviors, Beachbody has given you so many tools. Um, it, there's, there's no really no excuses to, to not succeed, especially when you have the support that you guys do from only Jason and I, but other leaders like Robert out there to, to follow, you know, through social media and, 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 and having a great conversation with Robert and other leaders. It's just, it's, it's, it's out there for you guys. Jason, you got anything? No. Well, first of all, you know, thanks so much. And, you know, Robert shares a lot of experience, a lot of wisdom, a lot of knowledge. But, you know, the the five basic leadership, um, you know, characteristics or traits he's talking about there, you know, that stems back to kind of like day one stuff that we've heard in this business. And it's really just taking that information to heart, you know, and then doing it uh, daily, you know, be the change that you seek be somebody that somebody else can look up to and you know I, I always hear new coaches come to the company and it's like well I can't do it yet because I'm not fit enough or I'm not successful enough I don't live in the right spot or whatever but the truth is, is that no matter where you are no matter what you look like no matter where you live you're an inspiration to somebody and just taking that first step is really you know what creates that inspiration there's somebody that hasn't taken that step yet so you're always an inspiration for somebody, and if you just follow like these five rules for leadership, you know, then you become a leader at some way, shape, or form. So I, I mostly I just want to thank um, him for being part of it. Um, you know, a couple of things just in my career, Robert. Like, um, you know, I've always looked up to you. I'm sure you know that. Um, I was there at the first Dallas events and stuff, and I was a newbie. And one of the biggest things was that 
you know, you and Shailene or Charlene knew my name. I'm like, how do they know my name? I must be doing something right. And, you know, Robert was one of the first uh, guys to win $10,000 in this company. And, you know, I consider it a huge honor that I was in that same age group that same year. And, you know, there was only 12 of us. That was a really big deal. But in doing that, um, a couple of things that have stood out for me and, uh, you know, I touched upon it in the beginning is that no matter what happens, like, you keep stepping up and, like, you know, I see you on stage or something or I see you running these events and I'm like, how does this guy do this? This is this guy is, a, 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 you know, a paramedic. He's trained to save lives and to put out fires. You know, how has he become this great speaker? How has he got the organizational skills to do this? So how does he have the organizational skills to lead a team of 30,000? Now I know you're doing great team training stuff. So, you know, what what allows you to keep rising through the ranks like that? And, you know, what fears do you have and how do you break through those? Great question. That's an awful question. No, um, and I appreciate that. Now, the, 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 I guess with me when it comes to just the fears, man, you know, I was just like everybody else, man. I was always scared of getting up on stage and talking to crickets and, and not uh, feeling like I was going to ever provide anything of value when I was up there talking, no matter what I was doing. I always had those fears. But the one thing that I, had, that I just kept doing, I kept saying to myself, is you know what a greater fear, you know what, you know what my uh, bigger fear than any stage can, can do? M- my fear of having to sit in front of my father-in-law again. Mm. And, you know, because, dude, that, I mean, I, I can tell you right there, doesn't matter how big the freaking audience is, that audience of one scared the absolute crap out of me. And I can, like I said, I can tell you exactly what we were eating, exactly where we were sitting when I had to ask for a loan. And I had to tell him, look him in the eye, and, and said, you know what, I broke my promise. I can't take care of your daughter. And I just always had that fear of, of being there and knowing that I never wanted to be there again. And no matter, and because of that, because of that, I, I knew that I better, that whatever, let me, let me just back up. Whatever I faced wasn't going to amount, wasn't going to compare to that. And so I got up on that stage and I continued, I flubbed, I continued to flub. I got on those calls and I stuttered and I stammered and I said, uh, and I said, you know, and I said all that stuff. But I continued to do it. I started to plan a lot more of what I was going to say and how I was going to say it. I listened. One of my things, I know you do this too, I started listening to the great speakers, like, like Tony Robbins. I love listening to him. I love listening, and, and, and sometimes it's not so much for what he, what he says, but how he says it. Mm. I learn from those things, and it's the personal development. It's, it's listening to people who have been there and done that. It's finding leaders already, people who are successful and doing what they do. That's, that's what kept me going and kept me pushing, kept me wanting to reach up and, and, and go for more. And in doing that, I began to feel more comfortable about taking that next step out of, outside of my comfort zone. And, and because I felt, you know, when I did that I, in the past, when I stepped out of my comfort zone, I grew a little bit more. And so I relish those times to be able to, to do that. And now, I mean, dude, you put a microphone in my hand, you put a camera in my face, you're in trouble. <laughs> you're not going to pry it out of me. I pry it from my cold, dead hands now. I mean, I, I, I love that. 
But it's just for me, dude. I mean, that's a, a, a great question. Is, is that uh, it's just that fear, I, and I know we should not live in fear. You know, God didn't make us to live in fear, and and that's not believe. And, and I don't believe that we should. But I just know in my in my heart of hearts that I've got to continue to take action, continue to do what I got I got to do because I never want to be in the position that I was a while back. You know, seven years ago, I never want to be in that position again. And I don't want my kids to ever have to be in that position. I don't want my grandkids to have to ever be in that position. And that's why I work so hard right now. And I continue to rise through the ranks because they're there. And because rising through the ranks continues to allow me some more security. But also, again, like I said earlier, I want to, be, I want to lead by example. I want to lead from the front as much as I possibly can with my team. Hell, i got team, team members that are about to pass me up. And I love every minute of it. But I want to be. Yeah. I want them. I want to see them. Uh, you know, I want them to see me. I should say, so that they know that I'm not just sipping my ties and taking it easy. So I did get a massage today. But I mean, I'm not just sipping my ties and taking it easy and living off their hard work. I'm working my butt off too. Really, really good answer. Um, yeah, one of the. I don't know things I live by uh, affirmation is whatever you fear the most is what's holding you back, you know. So if you have that fear of speaking or whatever it might be, is that's really what you need to do to get to the next step. And I really like your concept of, well, I fear that thing, but the other thing I fear more is. And, I, and, you know, I would question everybody on this call to think of, you know, what is the thing that you were going to fear more than being uncomfortable you know, is that um, obesity, is that disease, is that losing your family, is that, you know, losing money? And I think so many times that we see people come into this that don't, that hasn't clearly identified that with themselves. And it could be, um, you know, they think they have enough money or they think they have enough health or they think they have good enough relationships that this business or these activities aren't important enough to them. But, you know, if you do a little soul searching, you see, like, well, I need to be uncomfortable at this because, you know, I need to pay the bills or I need to keep my relationship or I need to keep my fitness and my health. Um, as soon as you can identify that, then there's no goal or activity or out there that you should be afraid of. In fact, you shouldn't be afraid anyway because the fear of doing that is less than the fear of, you know, you surviving or being healthy or losing a loved one. So I, I really like that analogy, and I think that's a great way to think about it. And it's obviously uh, served you so, so well. Um, to so many people on this call, I think including myself, you know, you represent um, the ultimate success in this business. You know, like everybody here would like to have your business and what your activities are. So, like, from I think from their perspective and my own, um, what's the next goal for you? You know, what what's the next thing that you're striving to do or get uncomfortable with or you fear? Oh, wow. That is, that's a great question. But, I, you know, I think we always must have vision and continue to have vision. And, and for me, uh, you know, there was a point in my business, and, and I'll try to make this as quick as possible, but there's a point in my business in the last few, last couple of years that I, a lot of my vision was based on the achievements of other people. You know, I wanted to see how many five-star diamonds I could break in one year. I wanted to see how many 15-star diamonds I could help in my, you know, break in, in my in my business in one year. And I quickly realized that, man, it's a pain in the butt to set your goals on the achievements of other people. You know, so because um, I have no control. 
<laughs> no control as to what those people are going to do and how they're going to do it and how fast they're going to do it. It drove me crazy. Um, so I had to start really going back and reflect on myself and and um, and setting goals. And, and honestly, and I know there's other people in this business uh, that are doing it already, uh, but I know what it's like to make a million dollars a year. I want to make $2 million a year. And I want to, and I want to give half of it away. I mean, yeah. honestly, that's, that's kind of, that's my big thing is uh, I, I truly believe in, in giving. And I, I love, it's one of the things that I used to hate to do. You know, when, when they would ask me when the offering plate would be passed around at church, I, I wanted to grab money out of it instead of put money in. Now I absolutely love putting money in. I love funding, um, uh, you know, missions in Africa. My sister-in-law is on a year-long mission over in Africa, and I love sending money to her. Um, you know, I, I love – that's just some of the things that I've just grown to do and grown to love. And one of the things I've always found is when I focus more on what I can give, whether it's my time, whether it's my income, my money, whether it's uh, what just helping to take care – it's like this business. The more that we help people achieve, you know, what and get what they want, we can have. We'll always have anything that we want, as Ziegler always says. And uh, you know, and, and that's the same thing with giving. Giving is the more I concentrating, I concentrated on how much can I give, what can I do to give. Oh, it was crazy. My checks went up. I got another diamond. Um, a, a great person came into my life. A new mentor came around because I wasn't focused on me so much. I was focused on what I could do to help other people. And, and so that's one of my big things is I want to make, you know, my, big, my next big step is I'd like to make $2 million in a year. I don't, I don't think we're too awful far in doing that because my wife is blowing this business up. And so, you know, with, with us, us two together, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a very fun year, next year or two. And, and, and not only with that, but, you know, one of my big fears, the biggest fear that I have yeah. is, is what is, is this. And I can just, let me just share this with you guys. And I know you, you may know what this feels like too, because I, I, I'll, I'll tell you that as a leader and as somebody who has basically reached all their goals that they have had at one point or another. I had a goal to hit 15 star, and I did. I had a goal to be to, to, to make a million dollars, and I did. I had a goal to you know uh, to, to be in the in the, uh, one of the exercise videos, and I did it. But the the scariest thing for anybody. Is when you those goals. If you look at all those goals, and those are big goals. I mean, anybody on this call is listening to me, going, "Listen to you. You sound like you're bragging." Oh my goodness, I can't even think of ever making a million dollars in this business, guys. If you believe it's going to happen and you work your butt off to do it, it will happen. But the but when you are doing that, and you, that you have that goal set in front of you, and you look at that goal as as a mountain, and you're climbing that mountain, you're working your rear end off, and you're you're blowing and going to get there and you reach the top of that mountain, there is nothing scarier, ladies and gentlemen, than when you're at the top of that mountain looking at the summit and looking from the summit and you're looking around and you don't see another mountain out there. Mm. So what I mean is there's nothing scarier than achieving your goals and not having another one. Mm-hmm. So because there's only one way down from the mountain, right? There's only one direction <laughs> to go. 
And so, so here's the deal. Here's what I fear, God. I fear the time that I can't dream anymore. Mm-hmm. I fear the time, and I don't. And I pray to God it doesn't happen. I continue to develop myself. But I fear that there's gonna, that that I gain. I, I fear there's going to be a time that I don't. My dream is not big enough anymore. And that's what I continue to work on. And that's why, to me, it's so important to learn the dreams of others and why I feed off of that, because that helps feed my dream, too. And so, so just one word of advice for anybody on this, on this call, because, guys, your goals, your, your, your why, your vision, is, it's going to be fluid. It needs to be fluid, because you're going to achieve it. You're going to have this why, and your why now is not going to be the same why you have in one year, two years, five years, ten years from now. It's not because you're going to achieve it. And guess what? You've got to think of another bigger why. Because if you don't, you will grow stagnant. You will start to backslide, and that is scary. It's very scary when that happens. And, and um, I mean, so... so Always make sure you're planning for the next thing. Even as you're going through and you're getting your goal and you're re- trying to reach one goal, always have that next one in your head. Always think of what, what the next big step is going to be. How much further outside of your comfort zone can you get? What can you do to reach that next level? Always continue to be thinking about that thing. You know, LeBron James, he won, he won his second uh, NBA title. Do you think he, he was resting on his laurels then? No. The next day he was out shooting baskets. He's, he's in the gym. He's working out. Because, because that's, what, that's what he's he, – he wants that third title. He already knows what it's like to be at the top of the mountain. But he knows there's another mountain out there too, and it's another championship. And, and so that's – that's why they have to continue to do that. Same thing with any Tom Brady or, or anybody like that. They always have to be working towards the next mountain. So if they not, if they don't, they become like the Mavericks, won one championship and basically imploded on themselves. And I'm a Mavericks fan, so I can say that. Anybody else? Would know. Take it easy on but, your own team. There. I yeah, I know. Point. I always be setting new and higher goals. Um, this is, this will put you on the spot a little bit, but. You talked about a common goal. You know, I kind of have two of a million a year, two million a year, which would be an awesome, great achievement. Um, how much does that break down to a week? I'm putting you on the spot. Just right now, as far as how much do do I got to do a week in order to do two million? To make a million. Or yeah, a million, million? Or two million either. Oh, to make a million, I just got to, you know, a million is a little less than $20,000 a week. And yeah. you're looking at my, my, it. I know you're you're the numbers guy. You should tell me what that is. But basically, I'm ca- basically what it looks like is capping out because you cap out one business center twelve thousand in, in team cycle. Now, of course, what you should be doing is building other leaders within your team. Your other leaders are hopefully making. Um, you want them to try to cap out as much as possible at a ten star, making twelve thousand dollars a week, and that's twelve hundred per. I mean, if you can get a few more of those guys, you're making fourteen, fifteen, sixteen thousand from one business center. Uh, if you're if you're capping out like that, and then your additional business centers, if you can make any, if, if you can cap out at one, making fourteen, fifteen to sixteen thousand, you can do you can easily do three to five thousand in another business center, and then um, you know third business center at another thousand. I mean, you 
you can see how you can get to that $20,000 range. And if one of your spouses um, uh, are, are killing it like mine is too, you know, five, she, she's a five-star diamond elite coach. It's absolutely, she sat in my shadow for the longest time and got tired of it and said, I'm doing it, I'm doing it too, and, and is an amazing leader. And, um, but, but that's really what it, what it looks like. And then all you, all you want to do, all you got to do, once you've done it once, it's like once you get to $100, you can see what it's going to take to get to $200 a week. Once you get to $200 a week, you, you yeah, kind of go, true. okay, I can see what it takes to be $500 a week. Once you get to 1000 it's easy to see what you can do to, do to 10 Once you get to, to, to uh, you know, $12,000 a week in cycling bonuses or $15,000 a week uh, total for one business center, you can see what it's going to take to do it with another one. And exactly. and so on and so forth. So that's really once you start planning on, on on doing it that way, you just go okay. I, you know, it's like any good any good business person. Uh, Darren Hardy's great at doing this. He's the uh, editor of Success Magazine. You know, it's 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 just like the system for building our business. He know, it, when he goes and he buys other businesses and and invests in other businesses, he knows what it takes to make that one successful. So he can turn he also turns around and does the same thing. For the next business you invest in, does the next, next the same thing in the next business. You just continue right. to work the system, do the system. So, but that's it's funny that you mentioned you know as soon as you make that first cycle bonus, you just do more of that. And for me, truly, when I got that first cycle bonus, and back then it was twenty five dollars, not eighteen. But when I got I that know. first cycle bonus, I didn't know what it was, um, but I figured it out. And at that point, I knew I was going to retire from doing this, you know, or be able to do this full time. Because once I figured that out once, I knew I could do that repetitively over and over and over again. So that's very true. The only reason I asked that question, and honest to God, you lost me at 20000 a week, um, is that you have to measure, you know, um, in order and set that goal and have your eyes on what it takes to get there to ever get there. And so, you know, Robert didn't skip a beat there. It's like he knew the number that he had to get to, and yeah, I've calculated out $19,320 a week to get a million. Um and he knew it was roughly about 20000 and then he started going in and all the steps he's going to take to get there. So it's not just setting that vision, you know. I think the secret does an injustice about saying all you have to do is think about what you want and then not really the, the how of getting there. But, you know, obviously he set his goals, he sees what it takes, and he's, he's, once he's measured that, then he's taken off the blindfold and he can head and hit that target. So, yeah, thank right. you so much. I don't want to take up any more time. We could talk forever, just the two of us, I think. Oh no, and, and, and we we'll definitely need to on the boat. But 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 no, that's great. And guys, no, I I can't tell you how pleased I am and how honored I am to be be part of your calls. You know, and man, I I know what you guys do. I I definitely watch um, what other leaders do in this business, and have been uh, just in awe of of what you and what Jeff and what your whole team has been able to do, and the amount of leadership that that you all have have just. Um, you know, had within your teams and what you've produced and the amount of people that have just done some amazing things out there with you guys. So um, I really appreciate it. Uh, appreciate being on your call and, and uh, man, just can't wait to get to spend a little bit of time with you guys out on the seas here uh, next week. And, and guys, when we, one last thing just for your team before I get off is uh, when you hear us talking about being on this cruise, can I, can I just share something with you? And, and maybe you may find me one day and call me a jerk, but I'm just going to say it anyway. If you're not going on that boat, if you're not going to be on that cruise, no offense. Well, maybe I do want to offend you. I hope it eats you a little bit. I hope it kind of pisses you off a little bit because you're not going. 
and then do whatever it takes to get to the next trip. Period. End of story. If you're mad because you're not on it, you're tired of hearing everybody talk about, oh, what a cool trip it's going to be, then be on the next one. The same thing goes for Summit. Don't be left out into going to Summit. You need to get there because people, you'll hear stories all about it, and you'll be sick of hearing about it, and you need to get there. And and so anyway, that's all. Uh, you know, uh, again, I just want. I, I hope that there's a little bit of a little bit of jealousy if you're, if for some people who aren't able to go because you know you really you really can work to to do anything, go anywhere in this business that you want to go to. So anyway, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for allowing me to be here. Thanks for allowing me to uh, to be on your call. And uh, and uh, you know, God bless you guys. Have a uh, have a safe trip out there. And uh, and you know, love being part of this tonight. Thank you, Robert. Uh, really appreciate it, buddy. We'll see you in a couple of days. Sounds like a plan, guys. Take care. All right. Guys, uh, just final, real quick, just remember that uh, we're not going to have a call next week, but, you know, you uh, you just heard Robert basically tell you, you know, you, you're never going to quit learning, and I want you guys to um, take the opportunity next week and listen to a couple calls from our our library and, um, you know, make, make the time that you're not there with us uh, into valuable time. So you can do the task. You can get the things done that are necessary to be there with us next year in Cancun. And, yes, there's still plenty of time to get registered for Summit. Beachbody just opened up a whole new block of uh, rooms at some various hotels in the area, it's in the upper right corner of the back office. So you can still make that happen and get some rooms at a, at a, at a, at a good deal but it's there to help you make trips like this happen next year. Summit is going to be a game changer for you. So make that commitment. Try to get out there. There's lots of packages that, that are going to be coming up for sale here because people can't go or deciding not to go. Take that opportunity to set those up. Jason, uh, any closing words? Yeah, just one more thing I think um, I'd really appreciate for you to hear. Like Robert, um, you know, and for everybody on the call, Robert was really one of the first guys that, you know, got to stand up on stage when I got started. And I think, you know, folks look at me and they're like, oh, he's so successful, he's been around forever. But, you know, I was a neophyte too, and Robert was the guy up on stage talking. And one of the things that really struck me is when he had um, one of his friends, you know, it was actually a friend from high school that had seen him on one of the infomercials and said, oh, my gosh, like, this thing is for real because – you know, Robert's doing it, and I know Robert, and he's a real guy. And something about the way that that guy said it is like, yes, that's the key. Like, not not only just me being successful at this, but if I can bring somebody else into this that I know, um, you know, and we're from the same area, we're buddies, and then we can share that, you know, with everybody back in that city or everybody back from that high school. That is such an empowering vision. And, um you know, it really brings it full circle, and I th- this is as much of a tribute to Jeff as anybody that, um, you know, here we are six years later, and Robert, you know, is coming on our call as an equal, this guy that inspired me by signing up one of his buddies, and, uh, you know, we get to share that honor and privilege with you. So um, really touching and humbled just to be part of this experience and have him on, and, you know, you and the whole team, Sparty and, and Michigan is you know, just really super important to me, and I'm very blessed and thankful for it. Well, we get to celebrate that together, Jason, here in a couple of days, and, and and I feel the exact same way, man. I'm I'm very grateful. Like I said at the start of the call, five years um, that I've been a coach here on on March 29th, and nine days, it's going to be five years since 
you basically changed my life in, in so many different ways by finally convincing me to be a coach. And and I want you guys on the call to understand that the decision that Jason made to not give up on me, to make me a coach, to make me a believer, has changed a lot of your guys' lives as well because it's allowed me to be a part of your lives, to um, not only be, you know, maybe a personal coach to some of you, but maybe a mentor to some of you, Jason a mentor to some of you. It's all because of the decisions that we made and the trust in it. And you guys are going to do the same things for other people. That's what this is about. That's what leadership is all about. So God bless you all. Well, and I think the takeaway from that, you know, just to go one step further, is not, is not like, wow, Jason and Jeff have this great thing. It is like you, you yourself, you're easy to ignore. Like, you know, when you start this business and your family and your friends look down upon you, oh, wow, you joined a network scheme or whatever they call it nowadays, I don't know. Um, it's easy to ignore you. It's easy to ignore your success. But you know what? Bring on somebody that you love. And, you know, when there's two of you that are succeeding in it, like momentum is hard to ignore. And I think that's the thing that I got inspired by with Robert. And so that goes to everybody on this call. It's like I saw um, Tammy do that with her new girl, Diebold. You know, when Diebold had the tremendous success in just a week to the diamond, it's like, you know, now Tammy is legitimate because she's brought on a friend who did it. It's not just her talking about it. Like, she's paid it forward. So it's like I, I would encourage everybody to do that. And if you don't have the support in your family, then look to a friend. If it's not a friend, look to the family. If it's not that, you know, be involved in social media. Put your message out there, and you will find somebody to connect to. And together, you build the momentum, and then you can accomplish these dreams. You know, here we are six years later, and, you know, I look as Robert now as an equal. Still a mentor, you know, but by many um, things an equal. So really, really need to be part of it. And I wish that same success for everybody else on this call. Absolutely, guys. Great call. One of my favorites. This is going to go down with one of my favorite calls. Um, I took a ton of notes here from, from Robert. I know and hope that you guys did too. Guys, get this get the word out. If you were here listening tonight, I'm seeing the event page blow up with compliments. Um, you guys who are giving all those compliments, you guys who are uh, listening tonight, um, get this call into the hands of your team. Make sure you're posting on you know, the union and our fitness army and Team Sparty and Team Lightning Strike and Extreme Team and all the pages that you're here representing tonight, post on there what an awesome call this was with Robert. And hopefully, you know, you get, we'll get more people to listen to it. Uh, we did have a good turnout tonight, but let's have an even better turnout from recording. You guys all have a great week. Um, don't stop just because we're, uh, we're gone. Continue with your goals. Continue to hit your goals. Make us proud. And we will be back. Two weeks from tonight. Uh, everybody have a good night. God bless. And Jason, we'll see you tomorrow, buddy. Amen. We'll see you guys later. Thanks, everyone.